بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسالته الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد ان سوره مريم الله سبحانه وتعالى منشنز وانذرهم يوم الحسره اذ قضي الامر وهم في غفله وهم لا يؤمنون Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the people on the day of judgment and he refers it to the day of regret. Allah says, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, warn them about the day of regret. Specific word, regret. And regret is something we all have. When do we normally have regret? Before doing something or after doing something? After. So every year Ramadan finishes, and at the end of Ramadan, or on the day of Eid, or maybe a week or two later, what do we do? Or generally towards the end of Ramadan, oh no, we didn't do it properly. We should have done this. I should have done this. I, next time we'll try and do it better. So instead of doing that, and also in life as well, people are going to regret afterwards. So instead of us having a khutbah at the end of Ramadan, talking about let's regret now upon what we should have done, it's better we have it now and it follows with the theme of the Quran because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind, so merciful that he's already told us what's going to happen later on and what, what are the right answers, what are the wrong answers, what kind of tests we're going to face which kind of teaches us that we should be preparing and thinking of these things before and not afterwards. Yes, afterwards you'll have regret but if we keep these things at the forefront prior to these things happening or whilst we're doing them, we won't have to face that regret. May Allah protect us and save us all. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about regret, that people are going to regret. From the moment a person dies, from a moment a person dies, until you reach your final destiny, there are going to be many stages of regret. And this is all from the Quran. The Quran tells us approximately seven stages of regret different types of regret starting from the moment a person dies all the way till you reach your final destination there will be different moments of regret and these are all mentioned in the Quran number one so we're going to try and go through these seven stages if time allows of regret from the time I'm going to die till I reach my final destiny may Allah make it easy for us all the first one the first moment of regret will be when you and I will be on the deathbed when we will be dying in our final moments, our family members will have surrounded us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, The Quran mentions when a person will be on their deathbed, the soul will have reached the throat. The family members around will say, call the doctor, call the doctor. But you, 
the dying person will know that you're not going to last any longer. You're about to depart. When the feet will come on top of each other, meaning you're lifeless, you can't move anymore. That day you will know that you will be driven to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now what will happen at that time? At that time, Quran says, At that time, when a person faces death, at that time a person will say, Oh Allah, send me back. Oh Allah, send me back. At that time, this is the first moment of regret. A person will regret every time he or she missed salah. Every time a person didn't fast in the way they were supposed to. Every time a person ate haram or did something in the disobedience of Allah. This is the first moment of regret. And a person will say at that time, Rabbi Raji'oon, oh Allah, send me back. Why? To continue with my business, to continue studying, to finish building my house, the roof was incomplete. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the person will say to Allah, So that I can go back and go and do good deeds. I didn't do any good deeds. I need, I've just realized now that I had to do good deeds. So Allah send me back so I can do some more good deeds. At that time, a person will regret every opportunity. You had to do a good deed, but you were lazy. You were heedless. You were mindless. At that time, you chose not to carry out that good deed. At the time of death, every person will say and regret this. Those who did not make the most of that opportunity, may Allah protect us. And then, then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will respond and say, Kalla, Kalla, never. Allah will respond by saying, he's just saying it. He doesn't mean it. He's just saying it. He doesn't mean it. Because in another verse, Allah says, If we were to revive these people and send them back to the world, they will carry on committing the same crimes that they did. You didn't have the intention in your life to do good. What guarantee is there that you'll go back to the world? You had that opportunity that you had, you already had it. It's expired. You had the opportunity. Allah says they're lying. They are lying and they will not. So a person will regret. This is the first moment of regret. May Allah protect us all. When a person is dying, a person will regret every opportunity that we had to carry out good and we didn't. Every opportunity we took advantage of and we disobeyed Allah. This a person will regret. This is number one. The second moment of regret, the second stage of regret is when you and I are going to be alone six foot under in the grave where no one will be there with us. A person will be approached by a figure which will be extremely ugly, wearing clothes made out of fire and a very foul smell will be coming. And the person will say to this being, get away from me. You are so evil and you must have come with some really bad news. He says, yes. I have come with some very bad news and I'll tell you who I am. I am your bad deeds. This is, this is the explanation and the conclusion of your life. This is what you did. This is what you did. At that time, it says a dying, the, the person in the grave will begin to scream 
un begin to scream and the Prophet wasallam has said, the person will say, Oh Allah, do not let the hour come. Do not let the final hour. I don't want to meet the final hour because I know that my destination is not going to be a good one. This is the time when a person will regret every moment of disobedience. Stage two of regret. Disobe disobeying Allah, regretting disobeying Allah whenever it happened in our lives. May Allah protect us. Stage two. Stage three. The third moment of regret will be when we rise from the graves. When you, you and I will rise from the graves. At that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about in the Quran, that when the graves will be opened up. Now when the graves will be opened up, they'll be laid open on the day of judgment of what is going to happen. People will see a spectacle. And the Quran says, A person will see that the sky has been split asunder and the mountain has been shattered into pieces. The seas have been rolled up and turned into fire. When a person will see all of this, they will start to say, we read in Surah Yasin, a person will say, Woe unto us! Who woke us up? We were enjoying our sleep in our graves. Who woke us up from our graves? Who woke us up from our sleep? And the response will be, This is what Allah promised to you in your life. And the messengers spoke the truth. You were told about this. That is a moment where a person will regret every year that he or she did not pay zakat. Every time you had the opportunity and Hajj was farad upon a person and a person chose to delay the Hajj, delay the Hajj. This is a time when a person will regret stage three of regretting stage four. The fourth stage when a person will regret on the day of judgment is when the book of deeds are going to be distributed. The Quran speaks about this. Imagine, imagine may Allah protect us all. The person who will receive their book of deeds in their left hand. Allah speaks about this in the Quran. The person who's given their book of deeds in their left hand, may Allah protect us. He will say, I wish, I wish I wasn't given my book of deeds. I didn't want to see it. A person will say, I wish death was the end of it. Meaning after I died, that's it. There was no hereafter. I wish death was the end of it. A person will say, my wealth did not benefit me. My position, my authority, my job, my position. Nothing has come to avail on the day of judgment. This person will regret again now. Every time he or she delayed the salah, every time when a person broke the command of Allah, every time my sister went out without the hijab, every time my brother used the gaze in the wrong and incorrect way, every single moment a person is going to regret. And not only that, a person will not only regret on the day of judgment, the disobedience a person has carried out. Even those people, nowadays we find many people mock and laugh at people who become practicing. If somebody starts growing a beard, people start laughing at them. If a sister starts wearing the hijab, people start laughing at them. If a person starts coming to the masjid more, we start joking about them. This is going to be a regret on the day of judgment. When people joke and mock the people of religion, this is something that people will regret on the day of judgment. Ya hasrata ala ma farrattu fi jambillah. 
a person will say, Oh Allah, I regret all the crimes that are committed in your court. Indeed, I was from amongst the people who would mock. I would laugh at people who are religious. This is so common today. So common. And even amongst the religious people, we laugh at those who are more religious than us because we kind of can't reach their position. So we kind of laugh at them, look down upon them, make snidey remarks and comments. May Allah protect us. This is something on the Day of Judgment people are going to regret. So this is the fourth level of regret on the Day of Judgment. One is upon the disobedience and the lack of opportunities we took advantage of to, good deed, to do good deeds. But at the same time, if I mocked, at any, mocked anyone, laughed at anybody, looked down upon anybody, because of them practicing the religion or looking down on any religious practice, this is a time when a person is going to regret also. Moving on, the fifth stage of regret. The fifth stage of regret is going to be when the people of the hereafter will see the hellfire. May Allah protect us. May Allah protect us. Quran says, Allah says, when the earth is going to be pounded to powder. The whole earth is going to be pounded to powder and into dust. And when Allah, according to His majesty, will arrive and the angels will be standing in rows upon rows upon rows. And on that day, Jahannam will be bought. The Prophet ﷺ has said, Jahannam has 70,000 chains. On every chain, there will be 70,000 angels. I don't think anyone's in the mood at the moment to do any maths. So I'll tell you the calculation now. That is 4,900,000,000 angels. 4,900,000,000 angels are going to be dragging Jahannam. This is how huge, how humongous, how fearsome the fire of hell is. May Allah protect us. Allahumma ajirna minan naar. Allahumma ajirna minan naar. Allahumma ajirna minan naar. Jahannam will be bought. Wajee ayawma idhim bi jahannam. When Jahannam will be bought on that day, what's going to happen? Wajee ayawma idhim bi jahannam. On that day, a person will then say, Yaqulu ya laytani qaddamtu li hayati. Regret. Another regret. I wish, I wish, I wish I did something for my real life. I wish I did something for my real life. This is another moment a person will regret every salah which was missed, every fast which wasn't kept properly, every time we disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person will say, Ya laytani qaddamtu li hayati. I wish, I wish I sent something forward for my real life. I wish I invested something in my real life and at that time quran tells us that the people who will see jahannam they will say that you know we've seen everything now send us back we'll go back to the world we we'll believe the quran in suratul mulk we say that the people will say now we've seen everything we've heard everything we are believers now send us back to the world we'll 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 be on our best behavior we'll spend our whole lives worshiping and obeying but does anybody come back does anybody come back after they go? So that was the fifth moment of regret and the fifth stage of regret on the day of judgment. Number six, the sixth stage of regret is going to be inside the hellfire. May Allah protect us all. 
So that was upon seeing the fire of Jahannam. Six stage of regret on the day of judgment is going to be inside the fire of Jahannam. The Quran tells us that the people of Jahannam will start to speak. The people of Jahannam will call to the gatekeeper of Jahannam. His name is Malik. Malik, please tell you Allah to just destroy us. Tell him to kill us. Tell him to crush us. Tell him to just finish and end our lives. That's all we want. We don't want to see the hellfire. We don't want to live. Tell your Lord to just crush us. And Malik will respond by saying, People of Jahannam, you're going to be living and staying in here forever. There's no going out. There is no exit whatsoever. This is a moment where the people of Jahannam will regret once again. Every time they didn't take advantage of Ramadan. Every time Jum'ah came, Jum'ah went, but they just treated it like a normal day. Every opportunity somebody stood up and said, donate and give in the path of Allah. But a person chose to just ignore it and amass the wealth. That is the day a person will realize that the wealth was of no use at all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another place in the Quran, he speaks about another scene that will take place. Again, another moment of regret. The people of Jahannam will call out to Malik and say, Malik, please, please just ask Allah. We want a break for one day. That's it. This is, we're being scorched, we're being roasted. We just need one day. That's all we're asking for. Just one day. And then these people, the response that they will get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after saying this, because the idea here is this, that they will say that send us back into the world in that moment, we'll be good, we'll behave. Just give us one day of a break. Even whilst in Jahannam, Quran says, imagine you've seen, you've seen chicken being roasted. Quran says when the people of Jahannam will be roasted. Whilst they're being roasted, you know what they're going to be saying? They're going to be regretting. Quran says that the regret they will have, we wish we obeyed Allah, we wish we obeyed His Messenger. This is the regret. Even whilst they're being roasted, the people of Jahannam are going to say, we wish we obeyed Allah. We wish we obeyed the messenger of Allah. And then we find the people of Jahannam. Then this is, this is, that was number six, the final regret. Regret stage number seven. When the people of Jahannam will see that talking to Malik, the gatekeeper is of no avail. They will talk to Allah directly. They will talk to Allah directly. And they will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbana akhrijna minha fa'in'udna fa'inna zalimun. Rabbana akhrijna minha. Oh, our Lord, just take us out of hell. That's all we're asking. Take us out of hell. Fa'in'udna fa'inna zalimun. Give us a second chance. If we disobey you again, Let's make a deal, Allah. Allah will make a deal with you. 
just take us out, give us another chance. If we mess up this time, then we are criminals. Otherwise, let us off. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I pray that nobody here, nobody here, nobody here will ever hear this from Allah ever, inshaAllah. I pray that nobody has to ever hear this from Allah because the response that these people will get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be Allah will say, stay in there forever. Never talk to me ever again. Never talk to me ever again. You were given opportunities, chances, chances. Ramadan came, Jumu'ah came, reminders came, but you chose not to believe. Your chance has come to an end. But my brothers, you and I all have an opportunities. We all have a chance to avoid how kind and merciful is Allah, how compassionate is Allah, how much does He love you and me, that He's told us about all the regrets that are going to happen already. Normally we regret at the end. Before this has happened, Allah has told us. So we know exactly what we need to do. We're still alive. That's an idea, that, that, that just tells us that Allah is giving you another chance. Allah is giving me another opportunity. And we can flip this around. We can be amongst those that when the time of death comes, our final words are La ilaha illallah. Just last, or, uh, last night at the time of Tahajjud in Medina Munawwara, we had Shaykh Haji Nakuda, one of the Khulafa of the Shaykh Rahmatullahi, who all throughout the night, all throughout the night, there was nobody in the room, he's lying there. And it's as if he's meeting thousands of people. Salaamu Alaikum. Salaamu Alaikum. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And he, he's doing salam with so many people. His daughter says there's nobody in the room. On the time of Tahajjud came, he says, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. And he went in this manner. You and I still have the opportunity to make this possible. We're still alive. That's the fact that we have an opportunity. We may even experience Ramadan. This is an opportunity. Make the most of it. We can be amongst those that when we go into our graves, our grave can be a garden from the gardens of paradise. We can be amongst those that on the day of judgment, we are given our book of deeds in our right hand. And we go around showing off to everybody. Quran says that a person given their book of deeds in the right hand is going to show off to everybody. Look, 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 look. I've got it in my right. I've made it. I've made it. I'm successful. This is victory for me. And he will say, I knew I was going to get it in my right hand. Why would you know? Because you try for it. You strive for it. And then on the day of judgment, when you are going towards Jannah and Jahannam is on one side, whilst you're entering Jannah, angels are standing around and they are calling out to you, Salamun alaykum tibatum fadkhuluha khalideen. Salam upon you. You lived a very beautiful life. Now enter into Jannah and you will live in there forever. And when the people of Jannah will go into Jannah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them everything they desire, everything they desire, everything they desire, then Allah will say to them, Hal raditum, Ya ahlal jannati salamun alaykum, Hal raditum, O people of Jannah, salam upon you. Are you happy? Allah will say, Have I pleased you? Are you happy with me? And the people will say, of course, O oh Allah, you have given us everything. So Allah will say, can I give you something more? They will say, oh Allah, you have forgiven us all our sins. You've given us so many blessings. You have illuminated our faces. You have made our scales heavy on the day of judgment. Thus we are in Jannah. What more can we have? 
and Allah will remove all of the veils. Allah will remove every single veil and the people of Jannah, you insha'Allah, we insha'Allah, will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma la tahrimna laddatan nadari ila wajhikal kareem. Make dua that Allah does not deprive us from this. You and I still have an opportunity to gain this, to see Allah. And this will be the greatest blessing for the people of paradise. I end by mentioning that this is an opportunity for you and me. We are still alive. This is an opportunity to try our best. Then it's up to you and me to either make it or break it. We know, we know what to do. We know what to do. Jumu'ah. Ramadan, these reminders, they are to bridge the gap between what we know and what we do. We need to bridge that gap slowly but surely. And this is what Ramadan is all about. Start training ourselves from now. We know exactly what we need to do. There's no one in this room who doesn't know what we should do and what we shouldn't do. We don't need to be told. We don't need to be told, do this and don't do this. We all know it's about bridging that gap. And that's why Jumu'ah is here. That's why the reminders are there. That's why Ramadan is there. It gives me and you an opportunity to come into an environment, to work on ourselves, to get closer to our goal, so that when we leave this world, we leave with La ilaha illallah. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this coming Ramadan the best Ramadan of our lives. This will only happen if we start preparing and planning for it from now, so that when Ramadan passes, we are not regretting like we regret every year. May Allah give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah. يا رب العالمين